and welcome to Women of Marvel. I'm your host, Ellie Pyle. In today's bonus episode, we're celebrating Women's History Month in a super fun way. We're talking to four of the six artists who have work featured in the Women of Marvel exhibit at Disney Hotel New York, which is located in Disneyland Paris. I haven't been, but I have on very good authority. It is totally worth the visit. Disney Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel, is not only a hotel, but also a New York City art gallery that showcases an exciting encounter between pop culture and art brought together thanks to the diversity and richness of Marvel's unique legacy. As its name suggests, the hotel pays tribute to the home of so many Marvel superheroes and the artists who bring them to life. Today, you'll hear my interviews with Peach Momoko, who is translated by her husband, Yo, Stephanie Hans, Elena Casagrande, and Natasha Bustos, who is translated by Jasmine Romero. One of the cool things about this exhibit is that these artists come from all over the world. So our first interview takes us to Japan to speak with Peach Momoko, who has images of Sue Storm and Ghost Spider on display. Hi, Peach and Yo. Very nice to meet you. Thank you for coming on to Women of Marvel today. You have two pieces in this exhibition, Spider-Gwen and Invisible Woman. What were your inspirations? What should we pay close attention to in your art? Hi. So for Spider-Gwen, Peach, this was her earlier covers when she still was brand new at Marvel. Um, so she wanted to leave an impact of who she is, um, who Peach is, as well as who Spider-Gwen is. And she felt uh, a bust-up um, composition speaks Peach's language pretty well and leaves what she wants to um, an impact. Um, and also Invisible Woman, um, Peach saw that character as more that uses like bubbles, even though her um, special power isn't bubbles, but Peach kind of saw references of her and saw bubbles. Uh, so she designed the cover based on like bubbles. You mentioned that these are some examples of your early work at Marvel. How do you feel that your style has changed as you have worked here more often? So Peach doesn't know how she um she doesn't she she's not sure how better she got or how um since her earlier works, how it changed to the, to the current works. She's not sure, but she knows that she's more confident now. Um, and she, as she worked with Marvel, um, she learned more of the characteristics and the more of the superpowers, um, more of who these characters are better. So she's much more confident and better when she designs the cover, she can, um, she can come up with the ideas better with the characteristics as well as how Peach wants to display the characters' covers. Do you have favorite female or non-binary characters at Marvel that you have gotten to draw? So Peach 
doesn't have a particular character that she's a, a favorite of, but she always enjoys、uh, new characters as well as、um, if she has to choose、um, what her more enjoyable ones are.、Um, she likes when characters have long hair or have、uh, capes. So it's something that she can play with, like the movement and flow of the character, is her favorite. Is there a female character at Marvel who you have not gotten to draw yet, and you would like to? So Peach isn't sure. I mean, she's done so many,、um, and also when she did the Marvel, the Upper Deck、uh, Marvel anime, she did like I don't know how many, but fifty、um, or forty or fifty characters,、um, and so she's done so many. She's not sure who she hasn't done. So she's always surprised when Marvel sends us an email and there's a new character sometimes. That's so exciting that you've gotten to draw almost everybody. I love it. So, as we walk around Hotel New York here in Paris, there are many works that are displayed throughout. Are there other female artists who you think people should keep an eye out for as they walk around the hotel, or artists whose style you think has influenced yours in some way? So there's a、um, few influences that Peach has、uh, gotten, but so her influences are mostly the,、um, Ghibli, Ghibli movies.、Um, But I'm not sure if that's in the museum.、Um, it wouldn't be, but I think that's a reference that most people would understand and be able to look at your work and see that influence in your work. Are there other artists who have worked for Marvel whose work you enjoy and you think people should look for their art around the hotel? Uh, for Peach, she really, really respects Adi Granov.、Um, he's the one that really、uh, introduced Peach to Marvel.、Uh, Peach feels that he, he's like the master of painting,、um, so she really respect, highly respects, and highly、mm. recommends people to check out Adi Granov. You can't see it, but I've got an Adi Granov poster right over there in the room where I'm recording. Also, <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Have you ever been to Paris? No, we've never been to. How about a Disney park? Do you have a favorite Disney park? So she really, like, she really likes Space Mountain. So when Peach was little, she remembers、uh, riding Space Mountain and was very scared. And she was crying.、Uh, but now she enjoys it. That's great. Well, I hope that after everybody enjoys the exhibit, they will go scream their guts out on Space Mountain. That sounds like a good plan. The exhibit will go scream their guts out on Space Mountain. That sounds like a good plan. The exhibit will go scream their guts out on Space Mountain. That sounds like a good plan. The exhibit will go scream their guts out on Space Mountain. I also have one last question. Do you have any advice for people who are looking at your art right now who want to be artists themselves?、Mm. It's, uh, for Peach, it's just important to do something that you really enjoy and that you really like.、Um, and 
for pitch uh, failure or not um, succeeding is a for is a part of that road. Um, so for um, she just believes that it's important to be to try things and try things and even if it succeeds or fails, uh, try it while you're still young and just keep going and just do what you love. Can't think of better advice to end on than that. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was Peach Momoko. Next, we head to France to talk to Stephanie Hans, who has images of Shuri, Miss Marvel, the mighty Thor Jane Foster, Rogue, and Clea on display. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to Women of Marvel. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and talk to them about what it is that you do? Oh, boy, I haven't done that for a while now. Uh, so I'm Stephanie Hans. I'm an illustrator slash cover artist slash interior artist, mostly for the comic book industry, mostly Marvel and Image Comics. Uh, I work, no, basically for everyone, but uh, Marvel has always been my home let's say, uh, for 12, maybe 13 years now. It's been a while. And so, as I was saying, I'm mostly a cover artist uh, by trade. I provide illustrations for numerous books. I think with Marvel, I, I know I'm over 100, maybe over 150 or two. Honestly, I stopped counting, but uh, I did a lot. Yeah. Um, and you have a few pieces in this exhibition here. So can you tell us about them and anything in particular that you would like people to know as they look at these pieces of art? You know what? I actually was surprised because I'm mostly a digital artist, but I switch once in a while, you know, and most of the pieces they picked are traditional uh, artworks. I, I don't know if they realized it, but it's like, oh, Oh, yeah, maybe there's something to to um, look uh, in this di direction. Well, I love to be uh, able to work in traditional. I don't often have time, but uh, as soon as I have the occasion, I, I try to do it. Um, yeah, I've I've always loved your traditional painted work. And I think that part of what we were looking for when we picked pieces was a... A, a good rounding of contrast between the different artists who are in the exhibit and also the characters that are in the exhibit. So um, we had a couple of pieces of yours that we actually sent over. And, you know, so there were even more than the ones that, that got selected because we needed the certain number that are in there. But it was it was interesting kind of what went into the curation of this um, in terms of selecting different characters and different styles of art. So. Yeah, um, and, uh, the, the traditional arts always have something that's a bit more, um, I would say, deeper. You know, people don't realize it, especially right now, because everything is very digital. But uh, with digital, um, it depends on the artist. Uh, it depends on the way you do it. But there is a certain kind of we use we use some effects like rim light or but with traditional 
I don't know. It's like, you know, when you play a guitar and you switch uh, from one key to the other and you can hear the sound that makes your fingers on the, um, the chords, that sound is like the soul of the guitar. And I think there is that kind of thing when you use traditional, you cannot really identify where it comes from, but there's a bit, a bit more depth in it sometimes. Yeah. When you say traditional, you mean that you are fully painting these by hand, yeah. correct? Absolutely. So once in a while. <laughs> so uh, this exhibit is up right now for International Women's Month. Who are your favorite female or non-binary characters? Uh, so I was a huge fan of uh, Storm when I was young. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think she was just like a a goddess and there was something very epic you know in the way uh she was depicted like uh yeah uh, like an equivalent of of thor in a way it's the same kind of epicness in the character uh the second one would be magic which is mm-hmm. for me it's one of the most underrated characters in the Marvel universe which like she deserves to be like the same kind of uh tragic history that makes legends you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but uh, legends sometimes take a long time to to be created and I'm pretty sure someday it would be her time to shine uh I hope and I hope to be there for that um Non-binary does like Loki count. Yeah, Loki will count. <laughs> you know, Loki is my has has been my entry really in the Marvel world, and uh, and also the the link between me and a lot of the people who are, who are still following me to this day. So Loki will always be my favorite character. Honestly. Yeah. That was my first introduction to your work as well, the journey into mystery stuff. And, uh, it, and yeah, no, Loki, Loki gets into your heart and stays there. That's, that's, <laughs> that's true. Like, especially when you knew it, you knew him, uh, as kid Loki, yep. you know, so, so tragic. Well, well, I yeah. love tragedy and, and Kieran, of course, does that kind of thing with your heart. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> opens it and crunches it. (laughs) (laughs) As we walk around Hotel New York, there are many pieces of art displayed throughout this hotel. Um, Do you have artistic heroes or inspirations that even if you don't know whether their work is up in the hotel, people should keep an eye out for pieces by particular favorite artists of yours? Uh, for, so for me, um, most of my uh, inspirations come from the, um, uh, you know, uh, like fine art. Uh, so certainly not a lot, but in the comic book industry, there is always Vincent who is my favorite artist of all times. And, uh, certainly, uh, we were talking about Peach. If Peach has pieces, Peach Momoko is really something that she brings so, so much fresh air into comics right now. And she's a force to reckon with, really. Like, I cannot fathom how, how much work she's able to bring out of her head. Um, uh, Del Mundo is just, he's got such a strong voice. You know, it's not only creativity, it's, uh, 
like he brings something more, you know, like the concept of it is strong. Mm -hmm. It's just not, it's very nice drawing, but it's not just nice drawing. So I'm, I'm very admiring of his career. Uh, I'm pretty sure there should be pieces by Olivier Coipel. And uh, Olivier has so many things to show and work all the time. I'm always amazed that he still has new things to bring to the table because it's been he's been there for a, a while, you know, and he's still so good. Um, it's weird to say he's still so good. He's just so good, you know. Uh, Jen Bartel has some pieces. Jen Bartel has such a nice way to bring colors in, you know, with the light that comes within characters in multiple colors. I really love that thing that she brings to, to her art. But mostly, yeah, <laughs> this is the thing you should be looking for. So you've been to Paris, correct? Any oh, yeah. suggestions about what people should do in Paris once they're done at Disneyland? Oh, I love to have breakfast at Le Pain Quotidien, <laughs> which, is, which is ironically Belgium, but very, very good. Uh, going to hang out at Saint-Sulpice is very pricey, but it's very, very nice. Uh, uh, what do I like? I like to have a nap in the Jardin de Luxembourg. It's close to the Louvre. After the Louvre. Don't go at the Louvre. There are too many people. It's too crowded. Go to uh, Le, uh, Le Musée d'Orsay. It's way better. It's not better, better, but uh, a bit less crowded. Yeah. But, you know, mostly Paris, you go and you uh, just uh, hang out and go to Les Quais de Seine, uh, close to Le Canal Saint-Martin. Le Canal Saint-Martin is really awesome. Absolutely. Um, but at this time of the year, yeah, Le Canal Saint-Martin is a good option, I guess. A nap yeah. in the Jardin de Luxembourg is a bit coldish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's awesome. So uh, since people are going to be listening to this as they look at the pieces, anything you think people should look for in the pieces themselves? The main one is actually a Shuri piece from for Black Panther. Um, if I remember correctly, this one I had... Um, I've been informed because I didn't know that Shuri had this power to be able to transform into a flock of... Uh, oh, actually, I've heard recently that it's called a murder when it's a group of crows. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a murder of crows. And so I was trying to find something graphical to represent that, you know, in a subtle way and to mix different elements, like uh, mix the the hair with the wings and also work with them. You know, in, in illustration, mostly for me, I try to have a work with a good balance between a negative space and, and full spaces, you know, a positive space. And so basically, for an image like this, which is in itself very static, I will try to put everything on the diagonal. Uh, and this makes an image more dynamic, even if it's not moving. So this is something I, I use very often in my compositions. I put everything on the diagonals because it makes very um, dynamic compositions. And also for this cover and all the other ones, 
my main objective is to have a, um, an image that is very easy to see and read even from far away. That's why uh, I work in the thumbnails. And there are, um, so I don't use a lot of colors because it takes a lot of, uh, you know, um, basically, how can I say that? Uh, the intention would be more divided if I had more colors, everything coming red, yellow, blue. So I try to stay in a very limited palette. And I try to have an image that's, uh, that's able to shout at the reader even in the middle of a row of other comic books. You know, it's mm -hmm. not only mm -hmm. a good image, it has to be a good image in the middle of other images. So that's the point in all these covers. Um, for the... You know, for each cover, I try to find the gist of what makes the character. So let's say for sure it's like something that makes her very proud and very dignified. But uh, for the Miss Marvel cover, the Kamala Khan cover, like I was more looking into what what do we know about the character? Like she's a bit playful and like the bubblegum cover is almost a meme in itself at this point, you know? And you play with the kind of thing that people know too. So you have also this diagonal, like limited colors, white space, the bubble and the big hand. In itself, it's not very complicated. I try to just find something very um, playful and dynamic. It's always the same, you know? Yeah. I remember for uh, the Clea cover, the Doctor Strange cover, uh, Doctor Strange cover, it, it's always, you know, um, a bit more of a challenge because uh, very often we use the eye inside the... Um... The Sanctum Santorum. Yes. <laughs> and so you cannot use it the same. It will be dark, you know, darker around so you don't use it exactly the same but in the same time you get, get some kind of a nouveau composition with the circle mm -hmm. the vibrant circle around the character with, that you can play with so in this cover i played a lot with um circles not just this one but circles and circles that uh, like bring attention to several parts of the illustration you know it's, it's not very difficult science <laughs> But to great effect, but to great effect. Um, Thank you. Yeah, well, and I can actually, I, I can absolutely see now that you mentioned it, the diagonals, the kind of sense of motion throughout all of these yeah. is something you really captured. Mm -mm -mm -mm. It's about, you know, my first, um, uh, my first qualification is actually a photographer. Mm. I, I graduated in photography a, a long time ago. And... I know that we studied the way the eye goes through a picture or a page. Uh, and I always try to think about this when I, uh, I put the composition. It's like, it's like pu putting the bubbles and the text in a page, really. Like you have to know where the eye will naturally fall. So it's never straight. It goes from here to there and there and there. And so I try to do my compositions even if they are quite simple 
um, in regard to that knowledge. That's great. Any last thoughts you'd like to share? I think if you're an artist and you're listening and you're wondering what makes you uh, an artist that could sell your art to comic uh, comic book industry, I'll say do your best and don't try to emulate whatever anybody else does because it's more important to stand out than to fit in. That's perfect. I can't think of a better note to end on. That was Stephanie Hans. Next up, Italy, where we will talk to Elena Casagrande, who has images of Scarlet Witch and Storm on display. Uh, so, I'm uh, Elena Casagrande. I uh, came from Italy, and I'm a comic book artist uh, uh, for 15 years. And uh, I always uh, dream about uh, uh, comic books, and I realized my dream uh, very early in my uh, in my life. Um, I studied uh, uh, at the School of Comics in Rome, and uh, during my years there, I started to work for the U.S. market uh, on uh, on comic books. Uh, actually, uh, I'm really uh, surprised about uh, uh, my work career, uh, very proud of and very happy. Um, and I'm happy uh, as well to be part of the Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker uh, class uh, 2023 um, uh, this year. And, uh, and yes, I'm working uh, on a secret project uh, <laughs> that I can I can say about. Uh, but I'm working in Marvel, yes. So you mentioned a secret project, and I'm not going to pry too hard into into what your secret project is, but does it have anything to do with the connected covers that you have exhibited in this exhibit? Well, unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's something totally uh, new for the, reader, for the new readers, but... Uh, the older ones uh, already knew the characters that I'm I'm gonna do. Uh, the connecting covers are um, a little project I um, realized uh, the last summer, and uh, actually didn't start as uh, you see now. Um, the connection uh, is the decided uh, during the, the working process. Um, the uh, assignment was to realize only uh, 13 covers with uh, 13 uh, female ma- mother characters, but I uh, wanted to do something funny and uh, um, fu- funny to see and funny to realize because uh, it's a kind of jinxo. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, I wanted to do something particular, and uh, I uh, really enjoyed it to find the, the right way to represent uh, every ta- uh, character with the, um, his whole per- personal uh, futures um, that 
could be connected in a single image as the one that uh, came out during the San Diego Comic Con, but also can be represented on a single cover uh, close to the other to, to the others uh, covers. So, talk to us about the two pieces that are in this show. So, um, this is the Scarlet Witch and the Storm Pieces. Uh, they are in the Jinso, in the total of the image uh, on the high part, uh, because I wanted to uh, use the fact that they can fly. Um, so I keep them above the um, skateboarder of the other characters where they uh, keep their food. And uh, I wanted to um, represent uh, the uh, powers uh, above the, the other characters, the, the magnificent, the, uh, the strong, the, I don't know how to, um, imponent, how, how they are imponent on the other characters. Uh, so I put them uh, uh, above, and uh, I want to. I wanted to uh, use also uh, the details of the costume, the cape for Scarlet Witch, and the smog um, or fog cape for Storm. You know, she has now uh, a lot of tem uh, some clouds. Uh, as um, escape, um, and I uh, yes, I use the the, the those detail to um, fill to fill up the space uh, around them and uh, let them uh, be very powerful and imponent. Do you have favorite female Marvel characters to draw? I think that uh, um, I, I know it's uh, so easy to answer to answer to this question, but I think that my female character so far is Black Widow. <laughs> All right. I I didn't represent the uh, on the on the covers, but I represented her on uh, the runs I realized with Kelly Thompson and um, the reason. Uh, is why uh, is one of the strongest character of the Marvel universe. Also, if uh, she has no powers, um, mm -hmm. she um, as uh, she has a very strong um, appeal. Uh, obviously, uh, strong uh, physically straight. Um, but I also, um, I love to represent uh, what um, we can um, name the uh, weakest point, uh, the desire to have a family, uh, the uh, fear to lose it. Uh, uh, so I think that uh, um, all those uh, reasons are the are why I love her so much. 
are there any women of Marvel characters who you haven't gotten to draw yet that you would really love to? Well, officially, I drew her very, very small, but I like uh, uh, I'd like to draw Electra. I uh, drew lately on a Dark David cover, but was very, very tiny. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to draw uh, uh, more and, and bigger, uh, because I very um, uh, fell in love with the, the last uh, character design uh, realized by Kikito. And uh, yes, she's very interesting. Yeah. Um, no, she's she's great. So the women of Marvel aren't just the characters; it's also the artists. Do you have a particular favorite fellow artists whose work we should keep an eye out for, either in this exhibit or just walking around Hotel New York in general? Well, I I knew pretty well the Sarah's works. Uh, I saw her uh, grew up in the years, and uh, she's amazing. She's uh, very talented, and uh, always um, surprised me every time uh, she realizes a new project. So I I'm continuing to follow her because it's, uh, she's very inspiring. Um, I knew Stevena, uh, Stephanie Ants, right? Uh, because uh, she realized in uh, in the past years some covers from my um, from my uh, old project of mine, and uh, she's also amazing too because uh, I like how she paints. Um, but I'm very curious about Peach because uh, she's so far from my uh, art style, uh, and uh, I'm always. Uh, uh, curious about uh, uh, artists uh, uh, who are so far from uh, from my um, from my futures because uh, uh, they um, push me to find a new way, new interesting way to express myself uh, and uh, improve my heart. That's awesome. So who are some of your artistic influences? Um, as as we discussed, there are a lot of pieces of art here in Hotel New York, even outside of this exhibit. So who are who are some of your favorite artists who people should keep an eye out for? Oh, well, actually, my um, my emphasis divided into two main groups. Uh, the Japan group by a lot of uh, mangaka and the American one um, uh, where you can find artists uh, like uh, Mike Mignola, uh, Massafuzin, Eduardo Risso, Tommy Lee Hidwars, uh, um, I don't know, uh, <laughs> there are so many, Sia Timonen, um, uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. Uh, they are so they could seem so different from my my hairstyle because they they use a lot of the black and white uh, spaces, uh, but they represent the point uh, um, 
um, I started to study the American uh, publishing, the, the American uh, comic book art. Uh, so they have always uh, a special place in my heart, <laughs> and I keep following them for um, every kind of work they they're gonna to to realize. Um, there's also uh, other um, artists from other parts of the world that I used to follow, like uh, Claire Wendling. It, it's always strange to answer this question because I uh, I made a list of totally different uh, art style, but um, they are so good inspirations for me that uh, I, I can deny uh, any of them. So yeah. You absolutely can follow those artists. They are amazing. Have you ever been to Paris? Yes. Uh, I think uh, uh, like five times. So what would you recommend? Oh, absolutely. Go go on uh, to Eiffel, on the top of, of the tower. Yes. That is, it's an experience. Uh, it's uh, easier that you can... Uh, think there's no big lines. Um, go to take a walk uh, on the river. Uh, it's really, really uh, romantic. <laughs> um, uh, go to the uh, the quarter uh, Montmartre. Mm -hmm. Mother is uh, the area where um, there's a lot of uh, little museums uh, you can visit about uh, um, artists from uh, artists from the, the current past where you can find the Toulouse Lutrec, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that time of, the, of, of history. Um, and then it's nice to uh, see. Um, the past, the the area of the Moulin Rouge. Um, uh, I actually uh, didn't visit the Louvre because every time I went in Paris uh, was always for um, two three days at a time, and the Louvre um, you need more than one day to visit it. Uh, so I absolutely have to come back uh, to visit it and to visit finally Disneyland Paris because I never visit uh, the park. I visit only the, the park in, the, in California. Do you have a favorite Disney ride? Uh, in California, my uh, favorite one was uh, California Dream and uh, the cast. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Um, so last question, any advice that you have for people for aspiring artists who are looking at this exhibit? Um, if you want to do this job, um, you have the uh, permission to get depressed, but not to surrender. Uh, never surrender, keep going with your passion, keep going with the exercise every day, every time you have the, the opportunity, uh, keep going to um, 
get inspiration from uh, uh, all the artists you want to understand uh, the um, tools uh, the comics can offer you um, study different kind of uh, comic books uh, don't stop uh, to one kind of uh, comic book uh, uh, I mean not, not only the American one not only the Japan one not only the Italian one because you can find inspiration uh, uh, where you maybe never uh, expect um, study anatomy study, uh, study uh, how to um, build um, a 3D space um, study also uh, other media like uh, cinema and uh, TV series because the storytelling you um, you used to uh, to see there you can uh, use also in the comic books read a lot um, and um, a nice advice is also to um, visit uh, comic cons or um, try to contact other professionals of the industry to get advices. Uh, don't be afraid to show your work uh, because uh, other other ones uh, that may uh, be professional more than you can give you the right uh, advices uh, and you can improve with that uh, suggestions. Thank you so much. Uh, and please come back to Women of Marvel anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was Elena Casagrande. For our final interview, we will head to Spain to hear from Natasha Bustos, who is translated by Jasmine Romero. Natasha has images of Shuri, Moon Girl, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, America Chavez, and Hawkeye Kate Bishop on display. Natasha, welcome back to Women of Marvel. Please introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Hi, so I'm Natasha Bustos. Uh, I'm a comic book artist, um, probably most well known for my work on Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, I've also worked on comics like um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, The Runaways. I mean, I, I work so much with Marvel that uh, sometimes I forget all of the things that I've done, um, but it's just, it's great to have so much work and to be working with such a great company. Well... I will remind you which pieces are in this exhibit. Uh, you have five pieces in this exhibit. Um, there is a Shuri Black Panther piece, a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur piece, a Miss Marvel piece, where if you look closely, you can see Miles Morales hiding in there, and uh, a She-Hulk piece, um, as mm. well as an America mm. Chavez piece, uh, which also has Kate Bishop in it. So can you talk to us a little bit about what you remember about creating any of these pieces, specific things that you'd like people to look for in them? Uh, pues ahora mismo me viene a la cabeza el de American Chavez. 
Well, the first thing that comes to mind was working on America Chavez. Um, I wanted to do, you know, an urban scene with that, but uh, I didn't want to do the typical sort of action superhero scene that you usually see for those characters. Um, I always try to do something new with my work. Um, and obviously Bishop was another character that was featured there. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could put those characters together um, and have them sort of going through this this urban scene, uh, just hanging out. And the other thing that I'm remembering is, you know, the co the Hulk cover uh, that I did. Um, that was a, the editor's idea for that cover. Um, you know, being a part of the Stormbreakers collection uh, was to do something that talked about time, and we had to include a clock somewhere in there. And so I thought, wouldn't it be cool to make that scene an '80s scene? Um, and so I included some details from the time period. You know, there's a Casio watch in there. Um, and I really wanted to draw from the aesthetics of the 80s. Um, I was really inspired by the series Saved by the Bell. And so I tried to incorporate some of those details into that cover. I love it. You can definitely get the 80s feel from that cover. It's got such a fun energy to it. So Shuri's cover is inspired by flamenco dancing. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm from Spain and that's a thing that maybe isn't a mainstream pose that would be recognizable around the world, but anybody here in Spain would definitely recognize that that's a flamenco pose. Um, and I wanted to really feature her claws. You know, she has these really amazing, fearsome claws in the drawing. And uh, I, I included some contrasting colors, which is the way that I really like to highlight the elements in, in my covers. Yeah, now that you mentioned flamenco, I can absolutely see it. That makes complete sense. Okay. <laughs> I just, so you don't immediately <laughs> think of that when you think of Marvel covers, but it totally makes sense that that's where that inspiration came from. So with that Moon Girl cover, I think it's she's in the most classic Moon Girl pose that you can imagine. Um, you know, I've done 40 something covers for, for this series and it's one of the most repeated sort of images, this, you know, her and, and you've got his head in there and obviously the moon. Um, and we, we did it that way because we this was her introduction to a new audience. And so we wanted to really do it in the simplest way possible. Sometimes the simplest image is the best to get across the essence of what you're trying to show the audience. I love it. And the Miss Marvel cover is her doing like a cat's cradle with Miles. Yeah. Esta portada, pues... Eh... So the editors gave me a really simple idea uh, for this cover or a simple basis to work off of. It was basically you have Miss Marvel and you have Miles and his new outfit. And so with that premise, I was really thinking, how can I do something new and original and fun? And uh, I figured I wanted to have her doing this this game, this cat's cradle game with his webs. I thought that would be a really fun way to have them interact. So you have her sort of doing this with his webs, showing her in a really fun uh, light, and then he's sort of surprised by her playfulness. And I'm always trying to think about these characters doing everyday things, but despite them being superheroes and exceptional, you want to see them in their sort of day-to-day -day life uh, despite the fact that they have these superpowers. 
Speaking of superpowers, uh, we have a variety of other, in my opinion, superpowered artists mm. in this exhibit. And I was curious if you wanted to uh, talk about any of your fellow artists who are in this exhibit and anything in their mm. work that you think people should pay close attention to. Pues, uh, de Jen Bartel. Um, well, Jen Bartel is just an incredible artist. Um, I admire so many of the covers that she's done, what she does with color. I think she's going to be the kind of person that everybody really knows about in the world of comics. Um, I just think she's a star. Um, Peach is another person that I just love. I worked with her in the Stormbreakers program, um, so I know her work and I know her covers, and um, I just love the way that she puts a manga spin on her work. Um, I'm a big fan of manga, and I just see, love seeing that reflected in her covers. Is there anyone you haven't gotten to draw yet in terms of Marvel's female characters that you would be really excited about? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did a cover uh, with Storm, and, you know, I'm just such a huge fan of all of the X-Men. Storm is my favorite, um, and so I'd love to do a whole comic uh, of Storm. But, you know, Miss Miss Marvel is another one. Honestly, it's it's hard for me to think of ones that I haven't done because I've done so many of them now that I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble coming up with ones that I haven't worked on. Hey, that's a good problem to have. That's a good problem to have. Um, so as people walk around Hotel New York here at Paris Disneyland, they will see so many works of art by people from all over the industry. Um, do you have any particular artistic heroes or inspirations whose work people should keep an eye out for and maybe look for particular techniques that have inspired you? I'm going to try and get them all. Um, so I automatically think about my friends. I don't know why, but I, I just love highlighting the work of my friends. I'm really inspired by M. Rios, uh, Javier Rodriguez, uh, Marcos Martín. Um, I think we all share some similar lines and styles in our work. Uh, we do work that's a little more cartoonish, not super realistic, but um, giving more importance to the narrative uh, that we're trying to get across. Um, there's Chris Sammy. Uh, there is Bachalo, um, David La Fuente, uh, David Lopez, and there's just so many. It's just there's so many that I love. So I know why you think of your friends. It's because your friends are some of my favorite artists, too. <laughs> so, you know, it's because they're great. It's because they're so talented. Um but I'm actually going to ask you to expand a little bit on um, because there is what I kind of think of as the Barcelona style, whether that's accurate or not, but uh, that, you know, just knowing Marcos and the Javiers and Emma and kind of, you know, that whole that whole school of art, what would you what, what would you say um, kind of makes your styles similar, but also unique from each other? 
Pues mmm, realmente es que yo empecé en Marvel sin saber que yo well, podía formar I started at Marvel without really even knowing that I could be a Marvel artist and it was really the work of my friends that made me realize that I I could be a Marvel artist. Um, so much of their work was similar to mine and that it it gave more importance to the narrative um that than it did to the drawings. Um really utilizing a page to get across the weight of a story. Um and so It's thanks to my friends that um, that I was able to sort of make this jump. And um, there's no, you know, set of comics that my friends make that I don't read. I'm continually picking them up and learning from them. And I, I think that's so exciting. So on a different topic, uh, have you ever been to Paris? And if so, what would you recommend people do after they're done at Disneyland? Pues he tenido la ocasión de ir en un par de en un par de veces. Una vez fue en invierno, hacía mucho frío. I've gone to Paris a couple of times. Uh, I went once in winter, and I don't recommend that. I would not go in winter. It was very cold. Um, I did go in the spring, and I love the spring. Highly recommend going in the spring. Um, I think when you go to Paris, you just you need to see all of the highlights of Paris. Um, you should definitely hit the artistic neighborhoods. Uh, there's one near the Champs-Élysées. Um, there's a modern art museum there. I can't remember what it's called, um, but definitely you got to hit up the art museums. I've seen some incredible pieces there. Um, and when you're in Paris, you know, you should eat, drink, and go to the comic stores. Um, there's so many great comic stores. Um, you can just spend hours in there. Um, and I've seen some really great pieces in Paris, so definitely hit those. Finally, we may have some people looking at this exhibit who want to be artists themselves one day. Mm. Would you have any advice for them? Pues que si lo tienen claro que no que no que sigan allí adelante con um, con I'd say that if people no, know that this no is what they want to do, just keep going. Don't stop making comics. Uh, it really makes me sad when people say that they're leaving Uh, the art or, or not going to make comics anymore because there's a lack of opportunities. You know, opportunities come and go, uh, but you do it because you love it. Um, I'd also say, you know, talk to people that are in this world. Uh, talk to editors, send out emails, um, find other people that love comics as much as you do. Um, really put yourself into this community. Uh, that and, you know, obviously a little luck. Love it. Thank you so much, Natasha, for coming to Women of Marvel today. Please come back anytime. Gracias. Thank you. <laughs> That was Natasha Bustos. I loved getting to chat with all of these ladies. And thank you all so much for joining us today for the special Women's History Month bonus episode of Women of Marvel. Women of Marvel is produced by Isabel Robertson, Cara McGurk-Allison, and Ellie Pyle. Our Senior Manager of Audio Development is Brad Barton. Our Director of Production Management is Larissa Rosen. Our Production Manager is Emily Godfrey. And our Executive Producer is Jill DeBoff. This is Marvel, your universe. 